Psalm 50, Part 2 of Expositions on the Book of Psalms, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Expositions on the Book of Psalms, Volume 2, by St. Augustine of Hippo. Psalm 50, Part 2. 10. But I see what is next required of us, in like manner, as in the case of the five virgins, a reason was given why many should belong to five, and why to those five many Jews, and why to a hundred and fifty-three many perfect, to show why and how to the twelve thrones, not twelve men, but many belong. What means the twelve thrones, which signify all men everywhere, that have been enabled to be so perfect, as they must be perfect, to whom it is said, Ye shall sit over the twelve tribes of Israel? And why do all men everywhere belong to the number twelve? Because the very everywhere which we say, we say of the whole world, but the compass of lands is contained in four particular quarters, east, west, south, and north, and from these quarters, they being called in the Trinity, and made perfect in the faith and precept of the Trinity, seeing that three times four are twelve, ye perceive wherefore the saints belong to the whole world, they that shall sit upon twelve thrones to judge the twelve tribes of Israel, since the twelve tribes of Israel also are the twelve tribes of the whole of Israel. For like as they that are to judge are from the whole world, so also they that are to be judged are from the whole world. The Apostle Paul of himself, when he was reproving believing laymen, because they referred not their cases to the church, but dragged them with whom they had matters before the public, said, Know ye not that we shall judge angels? See after what sort he hath made himself judge, not only himself, but also all that judge aright in the church. 11. Since then it is evident that many are to judge with the Lord, but that others are to be judged, not, however, on equality, but according to their deserts. He will come with all his angels, when before him shall be gathered all nations, and among all the angels are to be reckoned those that have been made so perfect that sitting upon twelve thrones they judge the twelve tribes of Israel. For men are called angels, the apostle saith of himself, As an angel of God ye received me. Of John Baptist it is said, Behold, I send my angel before thy face, that shall prepare thy way before thee. Therefore, coming with all angels, together with him, he shall have the saints also. For plainly saith Isaiah also, He shall come to judgment with the elders of the people. Those elders of the people then, those but now named angels, those thousands of many men made perfect, coming from the whole world, are called heaven. But earth the others, yet fruitful. Which is the earth that is fruitful, that which is to be set on the right hand, unto which it shall be said, I was hungered, and ye gave me to eat. Truly fruitful earth in which the apostle doth joy, when they sent to him to supply his necessities, not because I ask a gift, he saith, but I require fruit. And he giveth thanks, saying, Because at length ye have budded forth again to be thoughtful for me. He saith, 
ye have budded forth again as to trees which had withered away with a kind of barrenness therefore the lord coming to judgment that we may now hear the psalm brethren he will do what verse four he will call the heaven from above the heaven all the saints those made perfect shall judge them he shall call from above to be sitters with him to judge the twelve tribes of israel for how shall he call the heaven from above when the heaven is always above but those that he here calleth heaven the same elsewhere he calleth heavens what heavens that tell out the glory of god for the heavens tell out the glory of god whereof is said in all the world their sound hath gone forth and into the ends of the world their words for see the lord severing in judgment he shall call the heaven from above and the earth to sever his people from whom but from evil men of whom here afterwards no mention is made now as it were condemned to punishment see these good men and distinguish he shall call the heaven from above and the earth to sever his people he calleth the earth also not however to be associated but to be dissociated for at first he called them together when the god of gods spake and called the world from the rising of the sun unto the going down he had not yet severed those servants had been sent to bid to the marriage who had gathered good and bad but when the god of gods shall come manifest and shall not keep silence he shall so call the heaven from above that it may judge with him for what the heaven is the heavens themselves are just as what the earth is the lands themselves just as what the church is the churches themselves he shall call the heaven from above and the earth to sever his people now with the heaven he severeth the earth that is the heaven with him doth sever the earth how doth he sever the earth in such sort that he setteth on the right hand some others on the left but to the earth severed he saith what come ye blessed of my father receive the kingdom which was prepared for you from the beginning of the world for i was an hungered and ye gave me to eat and so forth but they say when saw we thee an hungered and he inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of mine ye have done it unto me he shall call therefore the heaven from above and the earth to sever his people twelve verse five gather to him his righteousness the voice divine and prophetic seeing future things as if present doth exhort the angels gathering for he shall send his angels and before him shall be gathered all nations gather to him his righteous what righteous men save those that live of faith and do works of mercy for those works are works of righteousness thou hast the gospel beware of doing your righteousness before men to be seen of them and as if it were inquired what righteousness when therefore thou doest alms he saith therefore alms he hath signified to be works of righteousness those very persons gather for his righteousness gather those that have had compassion on the needy that have considered the needy and poor gather them the lord preserve them and make them to live gather to him his righteous who order his covenant above sacrifice that is who think of his promises above those things which they work for those things are sacrifices god saying i will have mercy more than sacrifice who keep his covenant more than sacrifice thirteen 
verse 6, and the heaven shall declare his righteousness. Truly this righteousness of God to us, the heavens have declared, the evangelists have foretold. Through them we have heard that some will be on the right hand, to whom the householder saith, Come ye blessed of my father, receive. Receive what? A kingdom. In return for what thing? I was and hungered, and ye gave me to eat. What so valueless, what so earthly, as to break bread to the hungry? At so much is valued the kingdom of heaven. Break thy bread to the hungry, and the needy without covering bring into thy house. If thou seest one naked, clothe him. If thou hast not the means of breaking bread, hast not house into which thou mayest bring, hast not garment wherewith thou mayest cover, give a cup of cold water, cast two mites into the treasury. As much the widow doth buy with two mites, as Peter buyeth, by leaving the nets, as Zacchaeus buyeth by giving half his goods. Of so much worth is all that thou hast. The heavens shall declare his righteousness, for God is judge. Truly judge not confounding, but severing. For the Lord knoweth them that are his. Even if grains lie hid in the chaff, they are known to the husbandman. Let no one fear that he is a grain even among the chaff. The eyes of our winnower are not deceived. Fear not, lest that tempest which shall be round about him should confound thee with chaff. Certainly mighty will be the tempest, yet not one grain will it sweep from the side of the corn to the chaff, because not any rustic with three-pronged fork, but God three in one is judge. And the heavens shall declare his righteousness, for God is judge. Let heavens go, let the heavens tell, into every land let their sound go out, and unto the ends of the world their words. And let that body say, From the ends of the world unto thee have I cried, when my heart was in heaviness. For now mingled it groaneth, divided it shall rejoice. Let it cry then and say, Destroy not my soul with ungodly men, and with men of blood my life. He destroyeth not together, because God is judge. Let it cry to him and say, Judge me, O Lord, and sever my cause from the nation unholy. Let it say, He shall do it. There shall be gathered to him his righteous ones. He hath called the earth, that he may sever his people. 14. Verse 7. Hear, my people, and I will speak to thee. He shall come, and shall not keep silence. See how that even now, if ye hear, he is not silent. Hear, my people, and I will speak to thee. For if thou hearest not, I will not speak to thee. Hear, and I will speak to thee. For if thou hearest not, even though I shall speak, it will not be to thee. When then shall I speak to thee? If thou hearest. When hearest thou? If thou art my people. For hear, my people. Thou hearest not, if thou art an alien people. Hear, my people, and I will speak to thee, Israel, and I will testify to thee. Israel, hear thou, my people, hear thou. Israel is the name of election. Thou shalt not be called, he saith, Jacob, but thou shalt be called Israel. Therefore hear thou, as if Israel, as if seeing God, though not in form, but now in faith. For thus is interpreted Israel, seeing God. He that hath ears of hearing, let him hear, and he that hath eyes of seeing, let him see. Hear thou, Israel, and I will testify to thee. 
that which above he hath said my people the same in the sequel is israel and that which he hath said above i will speak to thee the same in the sequel is i will testify to thee what shall speak the lord our god to his people to his israel what shall he testify let us hear god thy god i am god i am and thy god i am how god i am as to moses it was said i am that i am how thy god i am i am god of abraham and god of isaac and god of jacob am god and thy god i am and if i be not thy god i am god by my good i am god by thy evil i am not thy god for thy god is properly said to that man whom god doth keep more as one of his family as though in his household as though in his peculiar thy god i am what wilt thou more requirest thou a reward from god so that god may give thee something so that what he hath given thee may be thine own behold god himself who shall give is thine own what richer than he gifts thou wast desiring thou hast the giver himself god thy god i am fifteen what he requireth of man let us see what tribute our god our emperor and our king doth enjoin us since he hath willed to be our king and hath willed us to be his province let us hear his injunctions let not a poor man tremble beneath the injunction of god what god enjoineth to be given to himself he doth himself first give that he enjoineth be ye only devoted god doth not exact what he hath not given and to all men hath given what he doth exact for what doth he exact let us hear now verse eight i will not reprove thee because of thy sacrifices i will not say to thee wherefore hast thou not slain for me a fat bull why hast thou not selected the best he-goat from thy flock wherefore doth that ram amble among thy sheep and is not laid upon mine altar i will not say examine thy fields and thy pen and thy walls seeking what thou mayest give me i will not reprove thee because of thy sacrifices what then dost thou not accept my sacrifices verse nine but thy holocausts are always in my sight certain holocausts concerning which is said in another psalm if thou hadst desired sacrifice i would surely have given with holocausts thou wilt not be delighted and again he turneth himself sacrifice to god is a troubled spirit a heart broken and humbled god doth not despise which be then holocausts that he despiseth not which holocausts that are always in his sight kindly o lord he saith deal in thy good will with zion and be the walls of jerusalem builded then shalt thou accept the sacrifice of righteousness oblations and holocausts he saith that certain holocausts god will accept but what is a holocaust a hole consumed with fire causis is burning holon is whole but a holocaust is a hole consumed with fire there is a certain fire of most burning love be the mind inflamed with love let the same love hurry off the limbs to its use let it not allow them to serve cupidity in order that we may wholly glow with fire of divine love that will offer to god a holocaust such holocausts of thine are in my sight always sixteen as yet that israel perchance doth not understand what are the holocausts thereof which he hath in his sight always and is still thinking of oxen of sheep of he-goats let it not so think 
I will not accept calves of thy house. Holocausts I named, at once in mind, and thought to earthly flocks thou wast running, therefrom thou wast selecting for me some fat thing. I will not accept calves of thy house. He is foretelling the New Testament, wherein all those sacrifices have ceased. For they were then foretelling a certain sacrifice, which was to be, with the blood whereof we should be cleansed. I will not accept calves of thy house, nor he-goats of thy flocks. 17. Verse 10. For mine are all the beasts of the wood. Why should I ask of thee what I have made? Is it more thine, to whom I have given it to possess, than mine, who have made it? For mine are all the beasts of the wood. But perchance that Israel saith, the beasts are gods, those wild beasts which I enclose not in my pen, which I bind not to my stall. But this ox and sheep and he-goat, these are mine own. Cattle on the mountain and oxen. Mine are those which thou possessest not. Mine are these which thou possessest. For if thou art my servant, the whole of thy property is mine. For it cannot be that that is the property of the master which the servant hath gotten to himself, and yet that not be the property of the master, which the master himself hath created for the servant. Therefore mine are the beasts of the wood, which thou hast not taken. Mine are also the cattle on the mountains, which are thine, and the oxen, which are at thy stall. All are mine own, for I have created them. 18. Verse 11. I know all the winged creatures of heaven. How doth he know? He hath weighed them, hath counted. Which of us knoweth all the winged creatures of heaven. But even though to some man God give knowledge of all the winged creatures of heaven, he doth not himself know in the same manner as he giveth man to know. One thing is God's knowledge, another man's. In like manner as there is one possession of God's, another of man's, that is, God's possessing of one thing, man's another. For what thou possessest, Thou hast not wholly in thy power, or else thy ox, so long as it liveth, is in thy power, so as that it either die not, or be not to be fed. With whom there is the highest power, there is highest and most secret cognition. Let us ascribe this to God while praising God. Let us not dare to say, How knoweth God? Do not, I pray you, brethren, of me expect this, that I should unfold to you how God doth know, this only I say, he doth not so know as a man, he doth not so know as an angel, and how he knoweth I dare not say, because also I cannot ken. One thing nevertheless I ken, that even before all the winged creatures of heaven were, God knew that which he was to create. What is that knowledge? O man, thou beginnest to see, after that thou hadst been formed, after that thou hadst received sense of seeing, these fowls sprung of the water at the word of God, saying, Let the waters bring forth fowls. Whereby did God know the things which he had commanded the water to bear forth? Now surely he knew what he had created, and before he created he knew. So great then is the knowledge of God, so that with himself they were in a certain ineffable manner before they were created, and of thee doth he expect to receive what he had before he created? I know all the winged creatures of heaven, which thou to me canst not give. The things which thou wast about to slay, I know all. Not because I made, I know, but in order that I might make. And the beauty of the field is with me, 
the fairness of the field the abundance of all things engendering upon earth is with me he saith how with him were they so even before they were made yea for with him were all things to come and with him are all things bygone things to come in such sort that there be not withdrawn from him all things bygone with him are all things by a certain cognition of the ineffable wisdom of god residing in the word and the word himself is all things is not the beauty of the field in a manner with him inasmuch as he is everywhere and himself hath said heaven and earth i fill what with him is not of whom it is said if i shall have ascended into heaven thou art there and if i shall have descended into hell thou art present with him is the whole but it is not so with him as that he doth suffer any contamination from things which he hath created or any want of them for with thee perchance is a pillar near which thou art standing and when thou art weary thou leanest against it thou needest that which is with thee god needeth not the field which is with him with him is field with him beauty of earth with him beauty of heaven with him all winged creatures because he is himself everywhere and wherefore are all things near him because even before that all things were or were created to him were known all things nineteen who can explain who expound that which is said to him in another psalm for my goods thou needest not he hath said that he needeth not from us any necessary thing verse twelve if i shall be hungry i will not tell thee he that keepeth israel shall neither hunger nor thirst nor be weary nor fall asleep but lo according to thy carnality i speak because thou wilt suffer hunger when thou hast not eaten perhaps thou thinkest even god doth hunger that he may eat even though he shall be hungry he telleth not thee all things are before him whence he will he taketh what is needful for him these words are said to convince little understanding not that god hath declared his hunger these words are said to convince little understanding not that god hath declared his hunger though for our sake this god of gods deigned even to hunger he came to hunger and to fill he came to thirst and give drink he came to be clothed with mortality and to clothe with immortality he came poor to make rich for he lost not his riches by taking to him our poverty for in him are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge hidden if i shall be hungry i will not tell thee for mine is the whole world and the fullness thereof do not then labour to find what to give me without whom i have what i will twenty why then dost still think of thy flocks verse thirteen shall i eat the flesh of bulls or shall i drink the blood of he goats ye have heard what of us he requireth not who willeth to enjoin us somewhat if of such things ye were thinking now withdraw your thoughts from such things think not to offer god any such thing if thou hast a fat bull kill for the poor let them eat the flesh of bulls though they shall not drink the blood of he goats which when thou shalt have done he will account it to thee that hath said if i shall be hungry i will not tell thee and he shall say to thee i was hungry and thou gavest me to eat shall i eat the flesh of bulls or shall i drink the blood of he goats 21. Say then, Lord our God, what dost thou enjoin thy people, thy Israel? Verse 14. Immolate to God the sacrifice of praise. 
Let us also say to him, In me, O God, are thy vows, which I will render of praise to thee. I had feared, lest thou mightest enjoin something which would be out of my power, which I was counting to be in my pen, and but now perchance it had been taken away by a thief. What dost thou enjoin me? Immolate to God the sacrifice of praise. Let me revert to myself, wherein I may find what I may immolate. Let me revert to myself, in myself may I find immolation of praise. Be thy altar my conscience. Immolate to God the sacrifice of praise. We are without anxiety. We go not into Arabia in quest of frankincense. Not any bags of covetous dealer do we sift. God requireth of us the sacrifice of praise. Zacchaeus had this sacrifice of praise in his patrimony. The widow had it in her bag. Some poor host or other had it in his jar. Another, neither in patrimony, nor in bag, nor in jar, hath had anything, had it wholly in his heart. Salvation was to the house of Zacchaeus, and more this poor widow cast in than those rich men. This man that doth offer a cup of cold water shall not lose his reward. But there is even peace on earth to men of good will. Immolate to God the sacrifice of praise. O sacrifice gratuitous, by grace given, I have not indeed bought this to offer, but thou hast given, for not even this should I have had. Immolate to God the sacrifice of praise. And this is the immolation of the sacrifice of praise, to render thanks to him from whom thou hast whatever of good thou hast, and by whose mercy is forgiven thee whatsoever of evil of thine thou hast. Immolate to God the sacrifice of praise, and render to the highest thy prayers. With this odour the Lord is well pleased." Render to the highest thy prayers. End of Psalm 50, Part 2